1: Learn more at Marines.com.
0: What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Hello and welcome, this is the DC Crossover, Bryce Harper, Philadelphia Phillies special right here on the DC Crossover on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play Music with Cerrone and Simpson. I am Mike Cerrone, alongside me is the one and only Ben Simpson. And Ben, we got some help, like you said, uh, for last week's March Madness episode. Uh, We got some help there, but we got some help with insider information this episode, given uh, obviously it's been a long time coming trying to get this episode done, but we finally Got one of our important guests on the line here uh, in Jessica Town up in Philadelphia. She hosts a podcast called The Madness Podcast and also is a contributing writer to prosportsnotes.com and Wildfire Sports. So, Ben, this is going to be a fantastic little special edition episode focusing on Mr. Bryce Harper. And the Philadelphia Phillies.
1: Yeah, it's going to be good. And um, like you said, it's been a long time coming. But as long as we're you know still before you know before the the season starts, I mean we're, it's fine to be able to talk about this stuff now. And um, you know, I, I have my tickets actually for when uh, for Bryce's. You got first it April game 2nd? Back, yeah, for oh. Bryce's first game at Nats Park. Is that a pretty a penny? Tuesday? Um, I got them as soon as the news was announced, ah. so I was able to get. I mean, be- they still were relatively beat the heat. expensive. But I got them, uh, like, literally within minutes of the signing. Yeah. And then uh, and bought the. Unfortunately, I think it's it's uh, looking like Scherzer's going to go the Wednesday game. So I'm going to see our boy Anibal Sanchez pitch is on the Tuesday. Is that what they're saying? Yeah, no that's what way. they're saying. I, I saw Mark Zuckerberg tweeted it today. Why would they have uh, Max Scherzer not
0: pitch against Bryce Harper coming back? You know how big of a market? Well, they will. But just I would, I would day, think Mark Lerner would say, Davey, this is the one thing I will tell you to do this entire season is –
1: legit, have Max Scherzer on the mound in that first game with Bryce Harper. You would hope. He said, yeah, what this means?" Um, because, well, the whole thing that screwed everything up is Jeremy Hellickson is not going to be – the Nats are going to go with a four-man rotation, they announced. So they are not – Jeremy Hellickson is going to open the season as a long reliever Davey Martinez says, so they're going to start, because there's a lot of off days early in the season. So Jeremy Hellickson will open the season in the bullpen. He will join the rotation uh, after they go through it a couple times, it looks like. So he said, barring any changes, it'll be Max Scherzer versus Bryce Harper on April 3rd. Anibal Sanchez will be there the previous night for the series opener. And then Scherzer and Strasburg will be lined up to start April 8th and 9th in Philly, with Hellickson making his first start of the season in April 10th series finale. So we will have Scherzer-Strasburg for the Philly series. We will have Scherzer for the, the two-game set. Um, so we will get plenty of Scherzer-Harper uh, matchups for sure. You know what the worst part is, though, is that I think almost all the Philly games are during the week.
0: Like, yeah. There's not one matchup where it's like you know Sunday night rivalry night or whatever uh to the point where you see a Sunday night or a Saturday night or something like that uh against the Phillies because that's obviously the most marquee matchup right now in the NL East which uh, the Nat season is going to be uh ramping up here in the next you know few days uh, obviously in the midst of March madness as well so yeah. definitely a lot of stuff on the docket here, uh, Mr. Simpson, as uh, we have you know, I know, I know, a bunch of
1: different things going on. But I've already got so many tickets bought because I've got that. I've got that game. I've got uh, I'm seeing Mets at Nats on the 31st, which is the first series of the season. Uh, I mean, I think we're going on April 7th. I mean, man, I've uh, we're loading up on tickets already because I'm just craving so much baseball. We have Jessica Town.
0: You can follow her on Twitter at RunThisTown, Town with an E, 13 at the end. You can definitely check her out on Twitter. A contributing writer to com, Wildfire Sports as well, and a co-host of the Madness podcast. We're going to get her right on the line right here on the D.C. Crossover. Stay tuned, everybody.
1: First pitch to Harper. Swung on, and that one's hit to the right field, and it's hit well, and that ball is gone. Bryce Harper's first home run as a Philly. And you can hear the crowd. They certainly are appreciative of Bryce Harper as he gives a little fist pump to them and, and shakes to his teammates. The first of many, I'm sure, but his first in a Philly's uniform. One oh. pitch, and that is swung on, and that is hit deep, and that ball is gone the second home run for Bryce Harper today you said it partner he was close he's got his second of the spring and it's 13 to 3 Phillies ain't nobody getting that one (laughs) holy mackerel
0: Welcome back to the D.C. Crossover with Saron and Simpson right here on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play Music. Our Bryce Harper Philadelphia special, our guest on the line, our insider access, Jessica Town. You can follow her on Twitter at RunThisTown with an E on the end of Town, 13 on Twitter. Contributing writer to ProSportsNotes.com, Wildfire Sports as well, and the co-host of the Madness Podcast. Jessica, how are you doing this fine Sunday afternoon?
2: I'm I'm doing well. I'm ready. I'm ready for baseball.
0: No doubt about it. Baseball season right around the corner. Opening day for the Nationals on Thursday. And uh, I know that there's a lot of hype out there going on in Philadelphia, obviously, with the Harper News, JT Real Muto, uh, a bunch of different guys that you guys added to the to the club this year. Um, but let's talk about, uh, first off, let's get right into the Bryce Harper uh, news and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, we, we've been trying to, you know, get together uh, on, on right. this, this interview now for a while. Uh, but obviously, the times haven't really been meshing together. But overall, what was the vibe of the fan base when you guys found out you were heavy participants in the Harper Sweet Stakes? Obviously, let's go back uh, a few weeks. What was the vibe of your guys' fan base up there in Philly?
2: Um, I think that... Biggest, biggest thing is you know, one of the biggest things in Philadelphia is the athletes that really thrive here are the ones that really understand Philly, mm-hmm. and and the ones who really kind of give off that you know I, I know some sometimes outside fan bases kind of roll their eyes at you know you know he's so Philly or when we say that about our athletes but you know the, the city of Philadelphia you know we we have that notorious reputation. Um, But but we we are really, you know, that that blue collar kind of city where, you know, we, we demand the most out of our athletes. And, you know, when they're not performing to that, to the standard that we know that they're capable of, we let them hear it. And the ones that thrive here are the ones that respect that they're the ones that respect, you know, the Philly fan base, giving them a boo or two when they deserve it. But they also know that there's no fan base anywhere else that will give you the praise and, and share that happiness with you when, you know, when it's all achieved. So, you know, something about Bryce Harper is, you know, he, he's got, he's got that, you know, baseball swagger about him that, you know, you absolutely despise it, any other fan base, but mm-hmm. you crave that on your own team and, you know, his competitive nature and just the way he is on the field is, is always something that I think Philadelphia fans have looked at him and gone God, I wish he was a Philly. And you know, he was finally, he was finally there. And as soon as the baseball season ended, he you know posted on Instagram thanking thanking the Nationals organization. And you know, it's always been promised to us as we were going through this you know sad period of time in um you know within the Phillies organization that you know free agency 2019. That's when we're going to make our splash. And, you know, we said, OK, all right, find a couple other pieces, but uh, all right, we're, we're, we're on board with you. We'll wait for it and we'll see what happens. So I think, you know, we were really it was going to be a big letdown for us if, you know, we didn't end up with one of one of the big names this year. And I think, you know, the, the big name that we really wanted was Bryce Harper because he's got that competitive nitty gritty, you know, work ethic that we want we want here and you know it's just been everyone's been so excited checking twitter constantly checking you know all the different outlets constantly to see you know what might do it and even the littlest things like a, a a truck here and there or what the vegas odds say or what different bets have been taken down it's been followed and scrutinized to the highest degree until you know that news finally came out that he signed.
1: Well, especially for you as a writer and obviously as a fan, what was it like—the roller coaster as far as because you know we, we're here in, in D.C. and we were following the stories, and one week you have Bryce Harper. Um, interested in re-signing with the Nats, and then the next week you hear no, then you hear the Dodgers' names, and you hear the Yankees possible, and then you hear... I mean, uh, from from your side as a a Philly writer, what was it like kind of covering that couple-month period where one week you may hear... Rice is definitely going to be a Philly. We had that fake Sports Center uh, image that went around for a while where somebody right. photoshopped Rice Harper signing with the Phillies. And then, you know, three weeks later, he did. What was that like as, 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 from your perspective as a writer, as far as kind of following that roller coaster?
2: It was really hard because you didn't know what to believe and what not to believe. Um, you didn't know what sources were going to be credible. You didn't know which reporters, you know, because everyone, you know, at this point kind of has the thought that John Heyman was a was a mouthpiece for scott boris you didn't know who was in on what and who was talking about what and it was just kind of like you know you don't want to lose your credibility as a writer just because you know you believe the wrong source so it was just kind of a let's just keep it on harper watch for a while and you know eventually it just got to the point where i was like i i can't even i can't even invest everything in this anymore because i kept comparing it to you know when lebron was LeBron hit free agency. You know, we all convinced yeah. ourselves yeah. that he was going to be a sixer, but it took him four days. You know, he decided on the Lakers and we all got over it really quickly. This was so long and drawn out that if Bryce would have chosen anywhere else other than I would have been able to stomach him returning to the Nats because that's, you know, his home for the last seven years. Like I would have been fine with that. But if he chose, you know, the Dodgers or uh, the White Sox or the Yankees, if he chose anywhere else over Philadelphia, it would have been so crushing because you know my my writing it essentially comes from being a philly sports fan first you know that that's how i got into this and it's it's the the love and respect for the sports on top of you know my my love for the philadelphia sports as well so you know it's partially me being a fan and me being a writer and you know having to separate those really hard trying to you know keep my own personal bias out of it, as well as you know, making sure you're trusting trusting the right people because you're, there were so many fake images and things like that that went around that you you didn't really know what to believe until it was all said and done.
0: Yeah, I do like uh, going back to your first answer. I, I honestly, being you know a, a DC homer myself, Ben has ties to DC and Detroit, so uh, he he's not like, full force like I am for the most part, even though he follows the sports uh, really heavily here in D.C. as well. Um, Do you agree to that, Ben?
1: Yeah. What, what do I have to get a tattoo or something? (laughs) I'm
0: I'm a fan. Look at your arm. You have a Detroit tattoo (laughs) on your arm. Anyways, um, besides the point, I I like how you, you, you put Philadelphia in this kind of niche of You know, we're going to let you know about it and let you hear about it. But uh, as someone who embraces that, the the, the booze or someone embraces whatever it may be, is the person that's going to thrive in that city. I actually like that. Uh, a lot what you said right there. That's actually a very good quote. Um, uh, so thank you for that. That actually helped me a lot. Uh in, in, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. In, in getting a little bit of perspective into the Philly fan base. But um, moving on to the next question. So in D.C. we had this uh, feeling that he was not going to resign here. Obviously, uh, the, right. le- the learners like to do deferred money and different things of that nature. It was a very slight chance, but that was, that was it. So we kind of moved on really quick, obviously, with the Patrick Corbin signing and a bunch of other things that we had going on, allocating mm-hmm. our money elsewhere. But it took Bryce over... Over four months to figure out where he wanted to go, where he was going to end up, uh, and then there was conflicting reports that were out there in uh, just the national media as a whole saying that Bryce didn't want to be in Philly and that he doesn't like he doesn't like Capler. I mean. What do you guys think uh, about those situations? Did you believe he wanted to play with you guys in Philadelphia? um, Or do you think that, you know, it was kind of uh, somewhat truthful in those reports at some point? Do you think that he really wants to be there in Philly right now, obviously, since spring training has commenced for a while now?
2: I do. And and I think a big part of it was, you know, he, he wanted he wanted the big deal. He wanted the record breaking contract. He wanted somewhere that wasn't going to be able to get rid of him. He wanted to be able to go somewhere, and you know, he, one of his the things that he has has said several times since signing was, you know, he wanted to wanted to dig his roots somewhere. You know, he, he's you know him and his wife have, have been together since high school. You know, he's 26 years old. He's get, They're probably getting to the point where they're deciding to maybe when they're going to start to have kids and they're going to build their family. And, yeah. you know, sports is such a huge thing that, you know, one day you're in one city and the next day you could be shipped off to another city. And sometimes you just, I mean, you know, no, no normal person could could know what, what that feels like. Um, and I really think that, you know, something he, he like I said, he wanted that contract. He wanted that deal. But I also think that, you know, there there was some concern at first, because when it comes to when it comes to Gabe Kapler, um, you know, I think the people in Philadelphia, we, some people really don't know quite how to how to take him yet. Yeah, um, people haven't really decided if if he is the guy, you know, for the job here. Um, some people get, get really frustrated with cap and, you know, the, the analytics and some of the different things, um, you know, for me personally, I think he's a really good manager and I think, you know, he's really good. Add in to, you know, with all this good young talent, um, who understands the game, who, who plays who's played the game and who knows the game based on, you know, what's happening in it recently because he's so recently out of it. Um, you know, one thing that Philly fans don't maybe love about him completely is sometimes the way that he is so, you know, me personally, he's so overly positive sometimes that it feels like he's trying to lie to me as a fan, which I don't enjoy. Um, but you know, we actually had Andrew McCutcheon on our show last week and he was kind of saying you know they love gabe kapler because he treats them like men he they don't feel like they're being talked to like children they they feel like you know anything they need or anything that you know is wrong they can immediately go to him and he is immediately you know gonna gonna take care of them but at the end of the day they're also gonna work and they're in this to compete for a world series so i think that you know Again, it was different things coming out and different narratives being played when in reality, you know, he, he Rice Harper's got a really good relationship with Reese Hoskins. And, you know, any questions or doubts that he could have had about the city would have been squashed immediately by Reese because, you, you know, Reese has been really popular in the city over the last couple of years. And, you know, it, it, we don't have any plans of changing how we feel about him. You know, he is the next young, big thing in the city, which is, you know, really awesome to have. So I I think that there might've been some truth to it in the sense of maybe being a little bit like, ah, do is, you know, I'm getting offers from LA and then there's Philly, you know, Mm -hmm. where, you know, LA is definitely, you know, the more appealing place from a, you know, outside perspective, but you know, for a guy who is as competitive as Bryce Harper is and has that competitive nature. If he wanted a big contract, a long-term deal, and still wanted to be, he wanted to win the place to do that, was Philly.
0: Yeah, and I also think that, I mean, obviously, I don't know how you guys feel about Jason Worth up there in Philly, obviously, because he came to a division rival in our Nats, but right. I, I think that, He's he is the type of guy that Bryce looked up to at least here in DC and I think he kind of got that swagger. Uh, obviously he was on Sports Illustrated when he was like you know 7 or whatever age he was when he was on Sports Illustrated, but uh, overall I think when he came to the Nats and Bryce you know kind of got up to the big leagues and whatnot. I think that you know Jason Wirth's kind of mantra of how he played the game and how he survived and thrived in Philly uh, kind of rubbed off on Bryce. And I think that actually goes back to your first answer of how he can ac- actually thrive in Philly for how he handles himself on the baseball field and how he handles himself to reporters or whatever it may be. I think that's actually a good comparison. What do you think about Jason Worth?
2: So, you know, Jason Worth is a big reason of why we have a World Series here, here in Philadelphia. You know, he, he's one of those guys that, you know, When, when you look back on it, he's, he's a guy that, you know, we wish we could have kept here because that demeanor that he has, you know, you, you love to see, you love that, you know, you love that little, those little personalities. Um, you love that in your athletes. Um, but you know, it was a shame when he left, but you know, I couldn't fault him for chasing the money that he did. Um. So, you know, once he left, he was obviously, you know, public enemy got booed like crazy. (laughs) But at the end of the day, when he came back last year for that, we did a, there was a ceremony, you know, it was a 10 year anniversary of their winning the world series. And, you know, all the players came back. He absolutely got, you know, a standing ovation, just like, just like the rest of the team did, you know, he's a big part of that here. And that's not something that is taken lightly. You know, we're not Boston. We don't, you know, get to win one every year, and it, it means a lot in this city. And you know, the, the the guys on that team, you know, they come to Philly, and you know, they they speak positively about Philly. They'll be loved forever. You know, so so Jason Worth having something to do with that because of his positive memories in Philly, and really, you know, helping Bryce make that decision. You know, really, really says a lot. I think about you know the the bad rep that that fans get sometimes and you know at the end of the day athletes who love to compete and love to win love to play in Philly and you know even even opposing athletes always say you know coming in it's a, it's a really difficult place to play when you come play in Philly but and, and you know it's also something that we talked to Kutch about last week he was like you know I've always been in that on the opposing side I don't know what to expect when I get there for the team but I'm really excited to see what it's like it's, you know, we, we hated Jason Worth when he went to the Nationals, but, you know, at the end of the day, when he, you know, came back in his Phillies jersey for the 10th anniversary celebration, he was one of us again. And I just think it's, it's, you know, it's Philly love and, and, you know, we, as a fan base, we can't thank Jason Worth enough for, you know, sharing his positive thoughts with, with Bryce Harper and, you know, letting him know that this was a great place to be and a great place to play and a great place to decide you want to spend 13 years.
1: We are talking to Jessica Town. You can find her writing on prosportsnotes.com and Wildfire Sports, as well as co-host of the Madness podcast. The podcast just mentioned Andrew McCutcheon featured on the show recently. Speaking of McCutcheon and the Phillies lineup, uh, has it has it taken any time to kind of figure out where exactly Bryce fits in as far as kind of Uh, you know, where are they, are they looking at him as being that, you know, guy right before Reese Hoskins? Um, Are they looking at him? I mean, the Nats kind of experimented with Bryce at times um, last season. Now, obviously Mm -hmm. struggled a lot, but at times you threw Bryce even up there at the, the the one spot or, or, you know, two and, and kind of, they, they've worked around. Do, do Do you get any sense that, that Kapler has a specific place in the lineup that he wants to put Bryce yet?
2: Yeah, I I'm thinking that, you know, they, they've already said, you know, he said McCutcheon's gonna gonna lead off, and I think that's really great. He put up some of his best numbers last year uh, when he was with the Yankees batting in that spot. Um, you know, gonna put Segura at two, um, and then and then uh, you know throw in Bryce at the three spot. Um, I think that one of the best things about this lineup is there's there's really, I mean, a- unless someone is you know having one of the worst. Worst slumps of their life. You know, there's there's really no way to go wrong with someone who's batting in this lineup right now. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a really interesting way to see this goes. But I think you know, I think Bryce is going to end up at that three spot, um, regardless of you know the age of Andrew McCutcheon. He's only 32, but he's still got some some serious wheels left on him, um, and he's not really showing any signs of signs of slowing down completely anytime soon. And um, you know, you've seen how well. Uh, in spring training jt realmuto and and gene segura have been have been batting and have been playing they've been playing absolutely excellent and and you know Reese is, Reese is looking to take a step up this year too and I think you know Citizens Bank Park is a hitter's is a hitter's paradise and Bryce has done some serious damage in Citizens Bank Park over the years and, and I just think that putting him in that spot he's gonna he's gonna be able to get get some serious numbers up there this year. And I think one of the best things about it is you know Gabe Kapler really doesn't have to tinker with the lineup as much this year. He can kind of set one and you know, maybe move some things here and there. But I think what you see um, on opening day is going to be pretty close to what you see for the remainder of the season.
1: Yeah, this is definitely a scary lineup, that's for sure. Looking at it as a interdivision rival, and then you know, looking at the division as a whole. I mean, obviously the Phillies improved with the big signings there. Um, Atlanta is actually who you guys, I I believe, open up with on opening day. You know, obviously what they were able to do last year. And then for some reason, people tend to be very high on the Mets heading into this season. Uh, You know, besides the pitching, I'm not sure where else the the, uh, enthusiasm comes from. But as far as looking at at the division as a whole on on your end, um, you know, do you also kind of fall in line with a lot of uh, the writers recently and saying that the National League East is going to be one of the most intriguing races in baseball?
2: I do. I, I think that, you know, it was really obvious. And I mean, immediately, as soon as uh, the season ended, all of the teams in, in in this division have, you know, started making moves right away. You know, the Mets made some trades, the Braves made some trades, obviously the Nats did some things signing Corbin and signing a couple other people. And then, and, and the Phillies, you know, went right in, you know, trading for Gene Segura and, and signing Andrew McCutcheon really early. But and obviously, you know, some of the other things took with like JT Ramudo and, and signing Bryce Harper took a little bit of time. But I think that, you know, this division has been the most active in the offseason. Um, you know, it's it's combining, you know, the, the teams that were most active. So there's a lot of a lot, not a lot of turnover, but a lot of interesting new names in here to kind of see how, how it all comes together for each team and then how it how they match up against each other I think it's going to be really interesting to kind of see how that all goes um and 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 see what happens just because you you've got so many big names on each team already um like you said the pitching with the Mets um you know you, you've got guys like Aaron Nola that are you know already in the in the division and then you add in some of these other people it, it'll be really interesting to see you know how it all plays out it's, it's gonna be a really fun race to watch and um, you know, at, at, for, for, for a sport that has 162 games in a season, it's really hard to, you know, stay committed and faithful and, you know, watch every game and make sure you're not missing anything. But it's going to be one of those years when it's really it's going to be really hard to let yourself miss any of these games.
0: Yeah, for sure. I definitely think uh, what you just said about missing some of the games, because last year, I mean, at least here in D.C., the, the the biggest thing is the hype for the season. Even when Harper's gone, we're hearing uh, different uh, local radio stations down uh, in um, in Florida at, at spring training interviewing Mike Rizzo and a bunch of players, and they're all saying that you know we're past the Harper thing. This is our new team, so it, it kind of feels like uh, the 2005 season uh, for the expansion team once they came into DC because the hype is there. Like, oh, we got a new baseball team because Harper's not here, um, and that's that's what I'm kind of feeling like. So. Let's talk about uh, you know the Phillies as a whole. Let's get your insider perspective uh, on the Phillies organization, their strengths, weaknesses, position battles. Uh, what do what you what are you hearing from Florida in, in their whole entire spring training? As obviously, opening day is starting here soon.
2: So you know the the biggest thing obviously is you know making sure they're gelling as a team. Yeah. Um, you know especially because you know the, they had their team for for a while even before you know before Bryce signed. So you know, they they were starting to kind of figure it out and then you add, added Bryce into it. And, you know, from, from the outsider perspective, it it, it looks as if it's going well so far. Um, as you said, you know, the hype for the season is, is really, really big this year. Um, in regards to the Phillies, you know, they've been, you know, one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in baseball for the last four or five years. So it's been really hard for, for fans to, you know, stay engaged throughout the entire season. Um, and, and especially, you know, last year was really difficult with, you know, the big drop off they had in September and, um, you know, trying and August and then, and, and, you know, seeing them kind of fall apart. So, you know, the, the hype in the city for baseball season right now, it has been as high as it was, I think, since maybe 2009. Um, so so, you know, everyone's just kind of really excited to, to sort of see what happens on on opening day. Um, you know, everyone's been paying really close attention uh to see you know bryce harper get that first hit as a philly and that finally happened and all of a sudden he's been you know his at bats have started looking really really good so and and you know you've got a couple other people batting in the 400s down there and and the guys who were you know supposedly supposed to carry us for the last couple years you know are also playing really well because they don't have that pressure on them of being the guy anymore yeah Um, so, so really what's, you know, coming out of spring training is, is, you know, the excitement of, of this new team, you know, the players are excited with the talent that they have, not even just with Bryce Harper, you know, we've got the best catcher in baseball, uh, as well. You know, we've got a guy who's, who's batting in the 400s with Gene Segura, you know, and, and, you know, is, is finally ready to be on a team that's ready to win. You know, you've got Reese Oskins, who got a little bit of taste of success with, with the home run derby getting to participate in that and and seeing what it's like to be be one of the one of the better players in the league and you know a, a good young guy in nola looking to take his next step forward and you know it, it's it's really what's coming out of it is the excitement and and you know the the reassurance constantly from the team from the coaches that you know they're, they're, they're here to win and, and they're, they're looking to win multiple championships with, with this roster. And, you know, the, the, the most important thing to me is that, you know, all the players are buying in, you know, the, the guys have absolutely bought into, you know, what John Middleton and Matt Clentac have built. And, you know, they're, they're 100% behind Gabe Kapler and, you know, everyone's really committed to each other and, and, you know, they're, they're looking to be an absolute force, Um, You know, this
1: year, once the season starts. So on a a little different note, there was some bigger news that came out, uh, obviously with the Mike Trout re-signing with the Angels. Now, I did want to ask if a little tiny part of you thought that there was a possibility, because I know Bryce... When he was signed, that was one thing that he had mentioned. Now, we know Bryce because he was here for, for a long time, so we know Bryce loves to talk a big game sometimes. Right. And he seemed to throw out the possibility of Mike Trout possibly joining in a couple seasons when his contract was up. Did, did, did even a tiny part of you think that was a possibility, or did you think there was just no way that was going to happen?
2: I think if Mike Trout made it to free agency, there was absolutely a possibility, but I didn't think there was any possibility he was actually going to make it to free agency. Um, I didn't think there was any way that Trout was going to get even remotely close to sniff what free agency could possibly be like. Um, You know, uh, there were so many people that as this this Harper thing drew out longer and longer. And as soon as, you know, that last report came out about the Dodgers, everyone was ready to jump ship on Harper and just, you know, put all put their focus on Trout in two years. And, you know, to those people, I just kept saying, you're you're insane if you all of a sudden decided you don't want Bryce Harper, because there's no way, there's no way Mike Trout makes it even close. There's no way the angels don't try to give him the biggest extension possible right after Bryce signs. And as soon as Bryce opened his mouth, I think that's exactly when, you know, the the angels you know called Mike Trout and said, all right, he probably helped it out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He helped it out a lot. There was no
2: way, you know, I, I thought that, you know, with their relationship, if, if he was to get there, I would say absolutely. But there was zero part of me that th- that truly believed or even remotely thought that he was going to even be able to sniff free agency or get even close.
1: One of the guys that's definitely smiling a lot, Mookie Betts, who I'm sure is going to be getting <laughs> a monster deal from the Red Sox probably now yeah. as well. So we'll see all that. Final question here. This is, uh, you know. Uh, we're, we're we're just days away from starting the season here. The the all we have right now to go off of are the different projections and things like that until day one when we start getting you know the actual records going. But Roto Champ has the Nats at eighty nine wins, has the Phillies at eighty seven, Mets at eighty six, Braves at eighty three. You know, so those are four teams that you know the prediction is you know possibly all getting over eighty wins and all be contending for that. Title. Do you have any sort of uh win prediction or anything like that for the Phillies? Um, or any number that's kind of in your mind as far as hey, if we hit this, we should be in pretty good shape?
2: I think they need to at least get to ninety wins. Um, I think that, you know, based on the way that, you know, they played last season, um, with the lineup they had and even after the drop off, the, the, the numbers that they were still able to hit. We're, we're an okay step going into this year, but, you know, adding some of the talent that they did, as I said before, you know, if someone is going through, you know, a little bit of a, a little bit of a slump, you know, th- there are several other people in that lineup that can you know help pick it up. And, and, you know, we've got some, some arms that we're hoping take a step forward as well to, to carry us through. I think that anything less than 90 wins is going to be a little bit disappointing based on the talent that we have and the talent that we've added. Um, so that's kind of my 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 thought process when it comes to that and the number that I have in my head. I think 90 wins and, and the Phillies are definitely in good shape.
0: I'm kind of surprised, honestly, that RotoChamp, I mean, they, they take three different sites and they do this configuration and all this kind of stuff. I'm very shocked that they have the Mets at 86 wins just for the sole fact that they're literally the most injury-plagued team every single season. You never know what Degrom's <laughs> going to do. You never know what is going to do. It's just it's it's kind of embarrassing they haven't made 86 wins. They only have the Nats and Phillies at 89, and 87. But overall, I think that's very on point what you said. Uh, around 90, I would say around 90 to 92 wins. That's that's kind of my prediction is going to win the division. Um, and I obviously believe it's going to be between the the Nats and the Phillies. Obviously, it's going to be a great season. But uh, Jessica, another you know great episode right here your special edition we're glad to have you on and and hopefully we can continue this relationship throughout the season what do you think about that
2: absolutely i'd love to come on again that sounds great
0: awesome jessica well thank you again for coming on ben any last thoughts no no just looking forward to uh baseball man four (laughs) days away yeah four days away thank you jessica again and uh, drive safely out there
2: (laughs) yeah thanks for having me (laughs)
0: thanks jessica take care all right you too. And that's Jessica Town, Twitter, at RunThisTown13. Town has an E at the end of it, contributing writer of ProSportsNotes.com and Wildfire Sports, co-host of the Madness Podcast. So, Ben, I tell you right now, that was a great interview. Uh, and honestly, uh, overall, what she was talking about with a lot of different of uh, the Philly perspective, the fan perspective, that really kind of kind of dug down deep for me. Obviously, I'm not a Phillies fan or, or Philadelphia sure, fan, but, sure. but kind of, it kind of gave us a different outlook yeah. of what a homer for Philly kind of looks at. And, and I would, she's not one of the people that are throwing batteries or doing that no, kind of no, stuff no, or no. throwing wristbands, whatever <laughs> it may be, at Flyers <laughs> games. But I think what she was talking about that really was the best part
1: of that interview for me as a whole. Yeah, I think what you got to remember, we obviously heavily focus on the Nats, specifically on this show and the hype that the Nats have for this season. But you got to remember, there is a team in Philadelphia that has a really positive outlook heading into the season oh, yeah. they made some very key moves she mentioned some of them here on the show I mean you can't disregard Andrew McCutcheon being the veteran presence um, now on this squad as well you've got Harper and Hoskins which is a, a dynamic three four combo Gene yeah. Segura JT Real Muto who the Nats really wanted to try to get and they didn't get um, and then some of these other guys on this team so I mean, it's going to be a dogfight yeah. in the division. I'm telling you, if you're a Nats fan and you're just kind of casually listening to this and you go, yeah, I'll tune into the Nats every now and then. I'm telling you, if there was ever a season to pay attention to the division games in particular, this is the season to do it. Because this is unprecedented in this NL East. Uh, Mike, I don't think we've had a year where the division has three legitimate. Chances, uh, teams that have a shot at winning the title, yeah. and we don't know what's going to happen there. Throw the Mets out, I just don't think they have I, it. I, I didn't understand, and, that. and the, Marlins, <laughs> the Marlins are garbage. So, but Braves, Phillies, and Nats, yeah, that is going to be a dogfight. Jessica
0: Town, a very good interview. Definitely check her, her podcast, the Madness Podcast, if you have any uh inclination of listening to any Phillies sports podcast, the Madness Podcast on all your podcasting apps, and definitely check out her stuff on prosportsnotes.com. And while fire sports at run this town town has an e at the end 13 jessica town on our bryce harper and philadelphia special right here on the dc crossover
1: let's set fire to the light